And when we build adversaries, we say, sure, I trust you as far as I can throw you. Sure, I forgive you until you violate me again. Sure, I love you until I'm tired of you. That's fair. But that's not just. That's not our God. That's not what Christians do. Hi, this is Buff, and I'm so glad you've tuned into the Grace Church Podcast. I think that because you tuned in, you'll better understand your place in God's kingdom. At Grace Church, we're living out our ancient faith in modern times and believe that these next few minutes will draw you closer to Jesus. To find out more about what's going on at Grace, visit us at graceocala.org. Well, let's start with something that's obvious, and it's always good to say the obvious things because when they get verbalized, they become more true for us. So the obvious thing that I want to start with today is that relationships matter. Relationships matter. Now, I think we all know that in some form or fashion, but it's because of relationships that we do life together as families, that our community can come together, and even our society holds together through relationships. And actually, this is by design. This was God's plan from the very beginning. Relationships matter to God, too. And you may remember way back in Genesis, when Adam was alone and did not have a relationship, God created Eve so that he could. So they're not just that they matter interpersonally, but they matter spiritually. They have this significance. The same is true also, though, when our relationships are off between each other. It's a big deal. It's a big deal to us. It's a big deal to God. Now, for the last several weeks, we've been talking about relationships. Hopefully, you remember three weeks ago, we read Matthew 18, where Jesus tells us that if you've got a problem with somebody, you go to them. You work on that relationship. You talk it out. You don't just let that problem uh, exist or reside. You don't talk about them, but you go and you work that relationship out. Last week, Again, in Matthew 18, we talked about how we are not just forgiven people. We are called to live a forgiven life. And that's what makes our relationships work, is when we live out that forgiveness to each other. It makes us stronger. It makes us understand God better. Today, Matthew 20. A powerful story that I think causes us to ask a question, and that is this. What are our relationships based on? What are our relationships based on? So to answer that question, Jesus tells a powerful, if not a little bit confusing, of a story. You just heard it. Deacon Mary read it so powerfully. Just to recap very quickly, there is an owner of a vineyard who needs folks to help work in that field. Now, it's probably harvest time, so he needs a lot of workers. And so he goes out at 6 a.m. and he finds some folks and he brings them to his farm and they begin to do the harvest. And then he goes out again at 9 and finds some more. Then he goes at noon and then at 3 and even at 5 p.m. He keeps going out. He finds more workers. He brings them back and they work till around 8 when it's time to, you can't see anymore. So it's just time to knock off and settle up, get paid. Now, here's the twist in the story, and you probably caught this. There is this owner who has a crazy perspective. He has this plan that he wants to bless people 
through their work. To bless them through their work. And the workers, they don't know. They're just there to work. He's promised them a wage. They know it'll be fair. But instead, the owner decides to bless these folks through their work. And I hope you catch from the very beginning how unfair the owner is. The owner is unfair because every worker, regardless of how long they worked, gets paid the same. And that is profoundly, profoundly unfair. Because fairness says you work an hour, you get paid for an hour, right? You work three hours, you get paid for three hours. You work a full day, you get paid for a full day. That is the fair world that we live in. You get what you deserve. That's what the world tells us. The human heart says, I've done more than so-and-so, so I deserve more. But this guy, this owner, his, his heart says, bless them all. Bless everybody who worked for me. Whether they just came or whether they've been here all day, pay them a lot. And our heart says, wait a second. That's not fair. That's not right. We live in a world that demands that we get paid to do our own efforts. And so we want that fairness. And the owner says, I don't care what you want. It's mine. I'll do what I want. So he does. Now, this is really important, and I want you to hear this because I want you to think this through. Why would the, the owner do this? Why would the owner abandon fairness to bless everyone? Here's why I think. The owner knows that generosity builds relationships. Generosity builds relationships. Fairness builds adversaries. Fairness builds adversaries. And so the owner, who Jesus wants us to know is God, wants to build relationships with us and us with each other. And he wants those relationships built on generosity. He does not want relationships built on fairness because fairness does not work with relationships. See, check this out. God, he knows everything. He has everything. He doesn't need us or anything that we bring to the table. He's holy. He's pure. And anything unholy or pure can't even be near him. That's how perfect he is. And so fairness says anything unholy, unpure, anything that's not measuring up to his standard has to be gotten rid of. So anybody who's a moocher, anybody who hasn't pulled their fair share, anybody who can't pull their fair share, well, then they should be gotten rid of. That's what fairness says. And that, of course, would mean all of us because we can't. We can't pull our fair share with God. Fairness builds adversaries. It's what it does. I don't want fairness. You don't want fairness. Great news. God does not want fairness. So what does he want? What's he pushing for? Why the generosity in this moment? What would grow and impact and move our relationships forward with each other? Well, it's not fairness. It's justice. 
Justice is what God's after here. Justice is what builds relationships. But justice is a different concept. It's not one that we're very familiar with. We think we are. When we look at our legal system, it's based on justice. But it's a very significant idea. And so I want to tease it out a little bit. Fairness says this. Fairness says, I get my fair share. Justice says, do what's right. Because we trust each other. Because trust is at the bottom of this. That's what justice says. Fairness says, make sure we get or you get what you deserve because you've worked for it. Justice says, just make sure that we're good, you and I. That we're good. That's not fair. Now, very often, this is a perspective issue because though the owner in our story knew that he was being just, the workers thought that he was being unfair. They were living by a fairness standard. So think about this. Parents, you'll relate to this story. You have a couple of children, and one of those children gets hurt. And so while you are bandaging them up, you give them a piece of candy. Because candy always makes you feel better when you're hurt, right? It's common knowledge. Your other child sees you give the child who has a band-aid a piece of candy, and what do they want? What about me? Where's my candy? I want some candy. Now, that's a moment where we could talk about justice, where we could say, well, so-and-so's hurt, so a little candy makes him feel better. Or sometimes we just fall into the fairness trap. Just easier. Here, fine. Here's the candy. Now, you both have the same amount. Go away. (laughs) And that's what we do. We default to fairness because it's just simple or we don't want to try to explain justice to a child. Or maybe because children just, it's a difficult concept to get, but you're not children, you're adults. So I want you to understand justice and stop demanding fairness from each other and from God because you don't want it. Here's what justice is. Justice is doing the right thing at the right time for the right people. That's it. Doing the right thing at the right time for the right people. That's being just. And it's way better. Way, way better than fairness. I will say this. It is more complicated too. Think about Hurricane Irma for a second. And the way in which the power was restored in our community. Was it done fair or was it done just? It was just. How do I know? Because they did the hospitals. They did the police and fire stations. They did the nursing homes. All of those came before I got my power. Fairness says, no, you do everybody in the same time. No one has it or we all have it, right? That's fair. Justice says, no, do the right thing at the right time for the right people. That's what you want. The power company apparently has justice figured out. We do not. I'm actually grateful for the power company because they're right. I was wrong. We think we want fairness in our relationships. With each other, with God, we don't. God says, trust me. I'm even more just than the power company. So, simple question here, guys. In your relationships, do you trust him enough? Do you trust the owner? Do you trust God? Do you trust Jesus enough with your relationships 
to give up on fairness, to quit trying to establish a fair relationship with everyone. Do you really trust him? I'm going to say this. I know that our hearts say yes, but our heads whisper, stick with fairness. Fairness is better. Our heads are used to a fair world. And so we get stuck between these two of fair and just, and we're not sure. We're not sure what to do anymore. Should we pay moochers who show up at the end of the day more than they deserve? Fairness says, oh, no, you don't. Give them what they deserve. But we don't want that. We don't want that with each other. We don't want that with God. When we do that, when we live a fair world, again, you build adversaries every time you're fair. And when we build adversaries, we say, sure, I trust you as far as I can throw you. Sure, I forgive you until you violate me again. Sure, I love you until I'm tired of you. That's fair. But that's not just. That's not our God. That's not what Christians do. Brothers and sisters, we have to trust Trust God and his justice. We have to acknowledge that he sees us in a way that we often don't see him or see each other. Today we read a story about Moses from Exodus. This guy, Moses, understood justice because when he ran away from Egypt after killing a guy, he knew that he deserved nothing but the penalty of death. And yet people still loved him. He built a new life. And it wasn't until he came to accept that grace, that being seen through heaven's eyes, that he began to realize that God sees him differently than he sees himself. Here's the hard part, guys. This is the part that sort of chafes us a little bit, if we're honest. It doesn't matter when you showed up. It doesn't matter where you came from. It doesn't matter who you were, or even why you came. You might have come to this party for all the wrong reasons. It does not matter. God's justice says, you're here. So I'm going to pay you all that I want, all that I feel like giving you. And it's more than you possibly could imagine. That's what God is saying today. And in our heads, it's like, oh, this is so wrong. Because we're built on a bad system. But what if? But what if you treated your husband or your wife or your friends or your neighbors or your co-workers, your sons or your daughters, what if you treated them with justice rather than fairness? What if you didn't demand what they deserved? What if you didn't demand them give you what you thought you deserved, but instead just the right thing at the right time to the right people? What if you lived that life instead well, I'll tell you this, it won't be fair. It won't be fair at all. I read a story this week about a farmer in uh, Canada who had a thief come on, uh, come on his farm. Stole a bunch of his farm animals, 40 chickens and seven of his best pigs. Doesn't sound like a lot to us, but it amounted to about five grand, and that's a lot of labor that he'd already put into it. So, of course, he calls the police. They come out. They can't find any evidence of uh, kind of who it is. He's frustrated and angry. 
but moves on. A couple weeks later, somebody comes out to his farm again, and this time steals a bunch of his tools. Several more thousand dollars gone. First his livestock, now his tools. They are taking from him the very things that he needs to do his job, the things that he's cared about, the things that he invests in. So maybe this farmer should invest in some firepower, right? Maybe he should invest in some security cameras or better locks, some guards to walk his property to catch this thief. Instead, what this guy does is this. He goes on Facebook, and to his community, he writes, to the person who's been stealing stuff from my farm, if you show up this week, I will forgive all of it, and I will give you a job. You can work with me. You can work at the farm, and you don't need to steal anymore. I will show you what I know, and you will not need to take it. That is a man who understands justice. Because fairness says, take the thief, he is a thief or she is a thief, lock him up, throw away the key, they deserve a penalty. And said, this guy wants to give them a job. It makes no sense. Except that maybe the thief needed this stuff. We don't know. No one's taken him up on the offer yet. Why? Because we live in a fair world. We're scared. We're scared of consequences, what people will think of us. We're scared of offering that kind of justice to each other. So if you are living in a fair world today, let me tell you that I think that you are actually living in a very fair prison. And not one of God's design, but one of your own. And I hope that's not why you came today. I hope that somewhere in your understanding of God, you know that he's not fair, but he will give you far more than you deserve. And it doesn't matter when you showed up. It doesn't matter why you came here. He wants to bless you because generosity changes us. And so now you've heard of the kingdom of God that Jesus is talking about. You've heard of this just kingdom with a just king who wants to give you a just wage. It's shocking. Why? Why would he do all of that? Well, because he loves you. And he's hoping that you will just join his kingdom and forget about fairness. Leave it in the dust. And maybe you're offended by this. Maybe you want fairness, and so you're offended by this idea, to which I would say, good. You're starting to understand. But also, maybe you're interested I know I am. I know how far I am from this king and how sick I am of fairness. I want to live like a just person with God. So let's pray. Father, we acknowledge that we too many times have adopted this world of fairness, wanting for ourselves what we deserve because we think we're owed it. And yet you have given us through this parable, but also in our lives, far, far more, far in excess of what we could possibly deserve. And yet we somehow have rationalized that it is ours, that we have done enough good things to get it. Forgive us, Lord. Thank you that you are not like us. I pray that we would become like you, that we would stop 
trying to live a life based on fairness and instead do the right thing for the right people at the right time. And when we do, God, when things go haywire, when people are getting things they don't deserve, that instead of being frustrated, we would be happy because we now know in that moment we are in your kingdom. Help us to see with heaven's eyes. In your name we pray. Amen. We're so glad you joined us on our podcast today. We hope that you'll take what you've heard and share it with your community. If you'd like to learn more about our church community, find us on Facebook, on Instagram, or online at graceocala.org. Go in peace. Go in peace.